Okay, this is the, I thought of it as more the fourth week of Advent, but of course Advent is over, and this is actually the uh, known as Epiphany Sunday. So Epiphany is traditionally the commemorating of the time that the Magi came and to worship and to celebrate Jesus' birth. We're not exactly sure when that happened. It for sure didn't happen 12 days after Christmas, but then, of course, we're not sure when exactly Jesus' birth was. It wasn't December 25th either. So, But we are honoring the fact that the Magi did come, and the Magi were actually... Um, so what we think is that they were uh, most likely not Jewish, most likely Gentile, and coming from surrounding countries. Uh, and so the journey was long, and uh, for those of you who know the scripture story, they made some stops along the way, um, and they were following a star. So some, some people... Theologians hypothesize they were astronomers. We're not sure. They could have been noble people. They were people of some means. Um, they could have been kings of these different. So there's a lot of, we don't know, but what we do know is that people from around the world, not just the Jewish community, were present uh, for... Jesus' birth. And I think it's prophetic that, and Matthew wanted to make very sure to add that into the narrative as a prophetic word that Jesus was coming for the world, for all the nations, and that all the nations, and there was that uh, action, symbolic action of the world coming to see and to revere him. So that's what Epiphany is about. What we're going to be about today could be connected to that. depends on how creative you get in your mind. But um, we are still going to continue to, sell, to meditate and celebrate on who Jesus is and how he impacted the world back at his initial birth and how he continues to impact the world and where this is all leading um, eventually. We have a couple of scriptures that we're going, this is kind of a mashup of scriptures today. Um, we're going to start in Zechariah, right? Then we're going to go to 1 John, which is a familiar passage, I'm sure, to a lot of us on Jesus being light in the word. And then we're going to end in Revelation where it's talking about his second coming. I will just say briefly to remind us what it means to even do the Lectio Divina. It's a process where we read the passage multiple times and each time we're directed to meditate on it in a slightly uh, different way. In every way, we're inviting the Holy Spirit to come. And I, I'm going to open us in prayer. Um, 
and then get us going. <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, God our Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence here today. We are going to try today to quiet ourselves, Lord, so that we can hear your words and your heart in these passages in a fresh way. We know most of them, God. You know that many of us know these passages. And so it's so easy, Lord, to let them fly just right by. But today we are stopping ourselves from flying past your word as if we know it and saying, come to us fresh. Reveal it to us, Lord, so that we may go deeper in you. Amen. Okay. Um, we'll begin me, with the song. We will begin with the song, but before we do that, I want to just say that our readers today are Andrew and Nicole, so they'll be popping up to read the passages, and Lori and her team will be leading us through worship. And you'll, again, you don't have the guide, but we will help you know when that happens. Okay. So we're going to close out the Christmas season, this time where Christ comes to us as a baby. Christ comes to us every day. And Christ will come again. And um, so some of these songs are communion songs, but um, I think they fit this transcendent uh, theme. We'll start with Angels from the Realms of Glory. Angels from the realms. Sorry, I'm, I'm in the wrong key. Bending, washing, longing, walking, seeking, 
weeks, we are asking you to first just listen to the passage, give your consent to the presence and activity of the Holy Spirit here with us and in you. We start with uh, Zechariah 12.10. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and a spirit of supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child, and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. This is John 1, 1 through 5, and verse 12. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the living expression of God's own being. Through him, everything was made, and his life is the light of all humanity. The light that bursts through the gloom, the light the darkness could not diminish. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. And finishing up, Revelation 1, 7 to 8. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and is to come, the Almighty.
so. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is and who was and who is to come. Let's say that together. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the one who was, who is and was and who is to come. down to remember and continue reflecting on them during the week. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. And they will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as the one who mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn child. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the living expression of God's own being. Through him 
was everything made, and his life is the light of all humanity, the light that bursts through the gloom, the light the darkness could not diminish. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So it shall be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Go ahead and meditate and reflect on this.
respond together. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come. sing together.
But again, listen and be attentive to the presence and action of the Holy Spirit in this room and inside you. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. And they will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the living expression of God's own being. Through him everything was made, and his life is the light of all humanity, the light that burst through the gloom, the light the darkness could not diminish. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So it shall be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. You can break up into groups and discuss the passage and what the Holy Spirit is um, talking to you about. We'll respond together. Jesus, Jesus is the Alpha and, and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come.
read this last time lift your hearts to God and ask yourself what is God's personal invitation to you from this scripture rest in God's presence and pray with him and with these words and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication 
They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child, and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the living expression of God's own being. Through him was everything made, and his life is the light of all humanity, the light that bursts through the gloom, the light the darkness could not diminish. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn and grieve because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty.
let us join together in our closing response. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come.
some reason I'm being a little overwhelmed. So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will give me a little composure. Because we are, I, I want to move us into a time of open sharing. Uh, we've had time now to think and pray through this passage and to discuss with each other a little bit. So uh, if God is laying something on your heart, um, I guess it's okay to even come up here and cry a little bit. And saying that, uh, Phoenix, you want to come up? my brother in tears yes hey um, yeah I also felt very overwhelmed um, during this these verses and it's, it's like a missing puzzle piece that had been missing for 23 years of my life I think I finally discovered it and it was that word mourning and Jesus death and I think like all my life I'd like just celebrate his death and resurrection um, and that's easy and yet I realize today that it was my sin that placed him on that on that cross and he he suffered for my sin and it's It grieves me. Thanks. was touched by each of those passages too and and um, Emmanuel also remarked on it there is a, a wailing and a crying out in response to Jesus coming um, in each of those passages in each of those passages he comes to a blind people who don't recognize him and we are part of that group that does not fully recognize him right and yet he says for those who embrace him and take hold of him 
our eyes will be open. So thank you, Lord, for that. Okay, well, we've opened in a way that might feel hard to (laughs) come after, but I do invite others to um, share what's on their hearts or things that they have gotten because you see how meaningful it is when we hear each other. First, I want to thank Phoenix for sharing that. Uh, brought to mind how a wise woman once told me many years ago um, that there's no other religion in the world that has a God who suffers and mourns. And when we are mourning, we can come to Jesus because he, he gets it. And um, the passage that really spoke to me was the, I, the Zechariah one. I wasn't familiar with, but the idea that the Lord pours out the spirit of supplication. Well, first, the spirit of grace and of supplication. It's like starting a conversation and how he's always giving and we're always asking. <laughs> he's always giving. And, um, and of course, the element of community is in there too, where it's always, we're in it together in our morning and what, whatever it is we're going through, we're in it together. And the Lord is always giving and we're always coming back for more. And that's a good thing. just talking about um, how um, in the first passage God is predicting Jesus coming and then a second passage Jesus is here and the third passage um, God is telling us he's coming back again and then um, Kermit pointed out that well it's bigger than that it's not just this it's bigger than that because God is actually the Alpha and the Omega, so he's bigger than that. But um, this is a little outside of Scripture, but I actually think that he just said that because, you know, we have to have something to kind of grasp onto. But I think God's actually bigger than Alpha and Omega, too. You know, it wasn't really like he had a beginning, and it's not like he really is going to have an end. So, um, God, you're so big, and thank you for that. You're all we need. Thanks, Marie. I'm a night person, and so I always have to cringe a little bit when um, dark and light are contrasted as evil and good, because to me, dark is very good. My my times of being in dark rooms are good, and um, the so like Marie said, what impressed me this time is Alpha and Omega 
light and darkness are such a small part of all that is because the visible spectrum, the, the spectrum of energy that we can see is like this compared to all that is. I just want to say, brothers and sisters, the darkness belongs to the Lord. Our light belongs to the Lord. And it is so much bigger than what we as humans can perceive that belongs to the Lord. And I hope this brings us comfort in our struggles and in our suffering to know that God is all that. Which was a quote from Marie. God is all that. going to end our time in a type of prayer. I sense the truth of what you just said. And yet I'm going to read something that juxtaposes. This came out of my meditation this week, and um, I'm offering it up as a prayer to close us. O light within light, O God, who is God, our hearts fill with whispered prayers and wordless sighs as you break through our night terrors and eyes gone blind. We embrace you. We take hold of you. For today is not as tomorrow will be, as clouds break loose and eyes begin to see. We wait and watch. We seek and ache. For your new dawn light rising that burns off the final night of dying. We wait and watch. We seek and ache. Come, Holy Jesus, as you fully create. Amen.